And now the story of a TV show that came back and no one seemed to like very much, except for the Boy Howdy podcast and the podcast called the Boy Howdy podcast that had to talk about the show that came back and no one seemed to like very much. Hey everybody, that's right. It's the Boy Howdy podcast. I'm Annie. It's it's the Boy Howdy podcast. <laughs> Annie, you stepped on my goddamn joke face. <laughs> for whatever the hell it is june 1st i it don't i don't know almost may 31st cinco de 31st no <laughs> uh i'm bill that's annie we're talking about the rest of development a whole yeah, bunch this week probably. did you did you finish bill, the tv show i did i was, was so ass sick this weekend i was flat oh, on my ass tongue sick. is orange and half isn't that's because i had just some finished a whole that's shit i had for dinner some starbursts oh, yeah so, this may be a short podcast we um, so we, we can have annie a sugar Holman. crash about 10 minutes no, I uh, get some Quiznos. In I here. had a terrible, terrible cold this last weekend that yeah. knocked both me and my wife on my ass. So even though I had no intention of mainlining Arrested Development, we um, juggled Arrested Development and Fringe, and I, wow. I downed all of Arrested. How quickly did you watch Arrested Development? We had it all done by end of day on Monday. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't get finished until like late last night. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I, we were sick. I was kind of sick. Yeah. We can't do anything but lay there and maybe watch. You TV. know what really sucks is when you're so sick you don't even want to watch TV. You just want to yeah. be unconscious. Yeah, that's really yeah. how I felt. I consumed a lot of various day and night quills. Huh? Do you want a soda so, for at least energy? Sure. Then I can have a caffeine. Do you want a beer? Too. I forgot to even offer you a beer. I would prefer a beer. You know what? We're gonna pause the podcast the for one moment. Mister F. <laughs> Alright, I'm beard, I feel better now. But yeah, no, I was really sick this week, so I had nothing better to do than watch a lot of rest development. A lot of it. We can talk about that a little bit. Um, Bill, if someone said to you This came up. If someone said to you, Oh, Christopher Walken, he's in my top three. How would you interpret that? What would your first thought I'm be? I'm assuming top three for fucking. Yes! Okay! Thank you! My friend was like... Top three of what? Well, he meant top three actors, but literally... No, when, but when, when you say my top my three, top when three. it's open-ended... Exactly! Like, was, this a, was this a female talking this about... This is a dude. Was a dude? It was still... I'm still saying... A dude? Yeah, no, that's... He's a that married man. Like, it still sounds like every... Well, who was his other top three? That was my question. But if someone says to you, my top three, I'm thinking you're laminate, right? You know? You're laminate? You're laminate. Are you not familiar with the concept of the laminate? No. The what laminate the is, this shit? is a list of fam- usually famous people that you're allowed to stop if you ever come across them. Oh, and it's okay and it's with given. your wife or husband yes. or whatever. Yeah. Slash, they are people so attractive that you laminate their pictures for easy cleanup. This is the two, the two-sided meaning of the laminate. <laughs> but yeah, so. I know that. Um, yeah. Top three. are your three. top threes? Uh, ooh. Tom Hardy. Oh, God. Uh, Jim Arterton. Oh, God. And... My top three are Buster Bluth, <laughs> George Michael. And Kristen Wiig as Lucille Bluth. <laughs> she was actually, she was, actually, I thought she was awesome. She was great. Not to turn it, we're not going to talk about Rest of Development yet, but... Uh, who would be the first person? As per- soon as I don't have a significant other, everyone's yeah, in my everyone's top three. On your everyone's on my goddamn laminate. <laughs> yeah, he was really like, God, that's disgusting. You assumed I meant that. No, I'm assuming. Christian your top three is good, but it's the, well, it's, he, he thought about it a little more. Actor. A little more, he said, he did say, well, you know, I would, I would fuck Christopher Walken. There's a little shrivel cock Of course, let no. me, no, 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 he said no. he would fuck Christopher Walken, not yeah. be fucked by. It was just great, because then I just thought, we all did our terrible impressions Wait, of a Christopher you, Walken sex you, voice. If you're a guy, how? Oh, oh my. Well, I guess. That's it. 
So I, that part feels of this so is, good. Part of this is whether or not you would fuck and not be fucked by. Well, no, he was a straight dude, and I think that's an important distinction when he was a straight dude. Yeah, that's actually a good point. He he did not say it. Would you rather fuck Christopher Walken, would or would woman, you rather be fucked? If by? I say, here's the podcast on our Twitter feed. Feel, feel if, free to tell us whether or not you'd like to fuck Christopher Walken or be <laughs> fucked by. Christopher I'm just saying, Walken. if I if I Jesus say I'm gonna Christ. fuck Jim Arditon, who knows? Does Frankly, mean... if I say if I'm gonna fuck Tom Hardy, who knows? I'm just saying. <laughs> he, I can see him being in, into pegging. Mm-hmm. I can totally see that. With but, his little, uh, I can see him with his little little cake butt. Have you ever heard what Tom, have I told you this? Surely no. I have. That Tom Hardy, if you ask him if he's ever had a relationship with a man, he just, he'll, he just paused one time he was asked, he paused and said, I'm an actor. We've all done it at least once. Oh yeah, well Tom Hardy, he looks in the mirror and he starts fucking. <laughs> That's it. You I really hope my mom listens to this episode. You can't, you can't let him near a mirror because otherwise or he'll get his dick lawyer. cut on the old busted yeah. glass because he'll just be, oh yeah. You still have not seen Star Trek Nemesis where he's the bad guy, have, I have you? Not. It is the worst Star Trek movie and it's his fault. It's All, one of... He also wrote and directed? <laughs> I think it's one of only like four Tom Hardy things that I have not seen. That's what seen. I'm saying because you are like Tom Hardy, not his number one fan. No. But no, I've seen, I've seen a lot of... No, that's not true. I've only really seen like four Tom Hardy things that have not. That He's not young. He hasn't been in that many goddamn things that's not yet. Not necessarily true, dude. Dude what? hustled. How many movies has he been in? Still, who am I? IMDb. That's what, I'm what am I? The internet? No. Who's so? Wait. So it's your top three is Jim Arterton. Uh, Jim Arterton. Rachel uh, Weisz. I don't. I don't actually want to stop Rachel Weisz. Wait, who's that? One? Jim Arterton. Who else? Tom Hardy. Tom I don't know Hardy? who my third would be. I should just officially make it the same list Loki? as my wife and say the bell. Loki? Good. Did you know there's this thing where I was listening to a podcast today, Grumpy Turtle, don't listen to this because I already told you about this. I was listening <laughs> to a podcast uh, today where these people were talking about how they were in a, um, they were going to an anime convention in Southern California. Yeah. And they were uh, kind of horrified to see that there was nothing about anime. It was all just nothing but cosplay. It's cosplay about Doctor Who, mm-hmm. uh, something else I can't remember, like a lot of the art, everybody was selling wasn't anime. It was hot drawings of Loki from the Avengers. Dude, Tom Hiddleston. We actually talk Some about of it this. Was drawn in anime style and stuff, but this is an anime convention where it's Tom Hiddleston fan we, art. We talk about this a lot. I think on Ladylike. If I, I talked about it on a podcast, but this is a whole movement of like. Well, it's like it's the same generation of of the this. He he scratches the same itch that is um, he the new Snape? Snape. Yeah. yeah. It's that kind oh, of God, don't t- bad don't, boy. Don't say this is the new generation. Oh, actually, what? That's like 15 years old. Yeah, Bill. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. The new <laughs> Yeah, Bill. Oh, we Jesus. old. But even then, I would say that Oh, Adventure he's... Time. It was all Adventure Time. I don't believe it. Stuff, yeah. You know, that's the nature of fandom. Fandom finds new things. I mean, great. What's, what's the Comic-Con new hot anime? Comic-Con is all just fucking Twilight What's the shit? new hot anime that all the kids are excited about? Polar Bear Do Cafe? Do they still make anime? What the hell is Polar <laughs> Polar Bear Cafe. I know nothing about Polar Bear Cafe other than I really want to watch it because it's about a polar bear that owns a cafe. What the hell is this? Is this an actual anime? This is an actual anime. Okay, I would watch that. I, would, I know, right? <laughs> gotta watch yeah, it. Gotta... The bottom kind of fell out of anime and manga, dude. It's not as what it once yeah, was. Yeah, well, I know the manga. Uh, uh... The nature of fandom is you gotta feed the flames, I'm dude. sorry. I'm actually Googling. This is real. <laughs> it's real, dude. Wait, there's also a panda? No. Yeah. I think there's a panda, there's a penguin, the there's also a grizzly fuck? bear, I think. Oh my god, and there's one where the panda actually makes a panda in the top of the cappuccino, like a drawing in the foam. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Gotta watch Polar Bear well, Cafe. I think, I think with like My Little Pony Adventure Time, American culture has finally gotten weirdly, weird, like, 
it's sufficiently weird enough. You don't necessarily have to go to Japanese culture for the I weird, would. Here's my counter argument. pills. That there are enough sophisticated uh, cartoons in America right now yeah, that you can get your fill without going far. And also... You got your Equestria Girls. <laughs> I'm not going down that road again. You got your... What else? Well, no, Adventure Time and Regular Show and... Game like of Thrones is nothing shit. if not just a live-action cartoon. <laughs> but no, I mean, um, really, I don't know. If, like, when, in, in, when, when I was a youth, you liked anime because that was really... You know, there weren't really a lot of alternatives, but if you're mm-hmm. young... Well, when, when, like, in the early 90s, like, your alternative was either Disney or was anime. Yeah. Or maybe, like, Disney Afternoon stuff or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, now it's... Yeah, it's Cartoon Network. You got all the different venues for... Well, yeah, online cartoons. I think the internet kind of has killed... Well, it's, again, like, uh, the appeal of anime and manga for a lot of people was also it was just, like, this yeah, foreign this cultural thing. thing. Yeah. Now you can get all that, like, with the internet, with the global community, yeah, like, uh, uh, anime and that kind of stuff is not quite so exotic anymore. Yeah. And people still, you know, watch anime and read manga and stuff, but it's not quite as the... Like the the exotic import that yeah. like is so such a niche thing. It's not a VHS used to tape to yeah, be exactly. duplicated yeah. which, and cherished. Which helped and... to build, even though that culture was kind of small compared to like you know big movie uh, cultures and stuff like that. It was still that like that insular nature kind of really helped. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, like uh, you had to have a connection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like you know, but it really created a very specific community. And now that yeah. community is just kind of like dispersed out in the mainstream. Yeah. yeah. Which gives a oh, shit. Oh, internet. Fuck well, anime. You know the nature of any fandom, though, is that it's it's oh, it, the flames have to be fed for it to survive. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you know, if you only have one thing, but you still need that pressure of kind of being on the fringe to be all like kind of cool, make it kind of a fashionable thing. Dude, Bill. That's why everyone's so upset about Tumblr and Baba Yahoos. When, because when now it's has be anyone cool. gotten into anime to be cool? <laughs> Is Tumblr the new anime? Is that what happened? That's all Loki and shit from what I hear. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston, man. Why Tom Hiddleston? He scratches that same itch, dude. It's the brooding. It's like, it's kind of the same. Why is Tom Hardy not playing Thor? Listen to the next episode of Ladylike Book Club. Or maybe it was last week's episode of Ladylike Book Club. We talk about it at length. I think we do. We talk about this for like 10 minutes. Like like with different sexual No, Tom Hiddleston. And Tom Hiddleston (sighs) being... What? Because because he could be like a lead in a romance book? No, I can't remember how it came up. I think it was, no either, one... it was either in last week's Lady Like or this coming and people, week's Well, the Lady funny like. thing is people only know him as Loki. It's, it, it, That's be, not true. It'd be one thing if he had this huge body of work where it's like, oh, Tom and Dilston, he's been in so many things like The Avengers I unfortunately Avengers have too. seen his butt because for a while there I followed the Rachel Weiss tag on Tumblr. What? She was in a movie called Deep Blue Sea with him in which at some point she touches his butt. Wait, that's not the shark movie, is it? No, Bill, it is not the shark what movie. What the hell's Deep Blue Sea? But Deep Blue Sea It's set during World War II. What? And, um, that, that's not the movie where you see Rachel Weiss's butt. It is a movie where you see Rachel Weiss's butt. No! You've probably seen animated no, guests no, from no, it. No, 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 Bill, no, wait. Rachel Weiss is not in a shark movie, I promise you, much less one where she's naked. No, there's a... We also saw her butt in uh, Brothers Bloom. And she shows her ass all the time. She's... I appreciate her uh, willingness to show off her normal human ass. <laughs> she doesn't have quite the, like, you know, she doesn't have, like, the molded, like, airbrushed butt. But she has she's a human like... butt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but, like, no, Deep Blue Sea is the shark movie where Ice Cube. No, no, I... which one's the rapper from Toys? Isn't that LL Cool J? LL Cool J. Yes. I'm watching all this rest development has made me racist because I kind of forgot how racist that show is. No, LL Cool J. He gets chased into his own. He's a cook 
at this research installation. Have you never seen this movie? No, Bill. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Why would I watch this movie? L. Cool J is a cook on a shark research station. I'm not like you, just eating anything that a cast member from (laughs) Toys has been in. He has a parrot, and it gets chased into his own oven by a shark. (laughs) Yeah, I see it. I I suspect that I still have not seen Fast and the Furious Six. That's you know that's how you know when Annie's fucked up. It's been a whole week that Fast and Furious Six. I know we still haven't seen it. There's a whole there's a movie where 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 Michelle Rodriguez and and Gina Carano fight, and I haven't been there. I I can only suspect that uh, Fast and Furious Six is is it will just be known as the new Deep Blue Sea, where it's the ridiculous (laughs) action movie. We'll see. We'll have to go see it next week. Our next week's podcast can be nothing but Fast and the Furious. Anyway, yeah. yeah. The nature of fandom is that fandom changes, fandom moves, fandom finds what's new and shiny. Fandom, fandom gets has ra- to be fed. Fandom gets irrationally upset when their TV show that's been gone for seven years comes back and it's not quite <laughs> as good as it used to be. And we people can talk flip about the that. fuck out. We should, do you just want to talk about Arrested Development now or do well, I, I, think, I don't think there's going to be that much to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we need a whole segment at the end of the podcast. Or a spoiler podcast. Well, spoilers for Arrested Development. It's, it's, uh, we can talk about it globally. Yeah. I kind of thought that it was... An interesting solution to the problems inherent with bringing it back, mm-hmm. in that uh, it's it's about as good as it could be. Yeah, considering the situations, considering yeah. the casting and scheduling. Yeah, because basically and the budget budget yeah, stuff. They yeah. had very little money. All the cast members were busy for the most part, so they had to film them separately. Which I means, thought, oh man, when when Mitch Hurwitz, the guy, the creator of the show, was talking about them on Twitter, I thought he was joking about how much green screen was going to oh, be in the show. There's a lot of green screen in there, and. Uh, and well, the weird thing is, it seems like the hardest people they had a hard time getting in the room together with everyone else was... It was goddamn uh, Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli and Henry and Winkler. Henry Winkler. <laughs> what are those two guys doing? <laughs> they can't show up at a fucking Those were the most egregious green screens. Well, I saw Mitch Hurwitz. He, he actually went to Twitter and apologized. He claimed that, like... The episode that featured the green screen Liza Minnelli yeah. was actually a temporary episode. It was yeah. it was a rough cut where the like the special effects weren't finished and been uploaded. Uh, okay. And so I, when I eventually uh, saw that episode, I watched it much slower than you did. So when I finally watched that episode, they must have re-uploaded the, the, okay. the good version because it it's still like, a little funky, but it didn't look like yeah. Star Wars Episode One. Yeah. Well, it was more the composition with the Harry Winkler shots were just awkward. Yeah. Like it was just composed you awkwardly. Think they could just I would, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't do just more of a thing where like the, the person just by themselves off camera and they just kind of cross cut rather than green screening well see the thing is is that all the green screening made me wonder in a lot of these shots where it was just like one person talking and one person talking if they're in the fucking same room together it made me question all of those shots which totally pulled me out of it hopefully now that supposedly Netflix uh, wants to do more seasons hopefully if they can film like the next two seasons back to back or something like that hopefully I this is the other thing I can totally see why people were not necessarily available for this because if everyone on the Arrested Development cast had kept their schedules open every time they were supposed to film the next season of Arrested Development for the last seven years they would all be dead from lack of employment by now so I can see at some point where like Mitch Hurwitz is like hey guys we may be directing uh, maybe filming the next new season slash movie whatever we're going to do next spring keep your schedules open after 10 years everyone's like you know I think I'll still accept that. I'll, I'll I'll take that job playing the villain on CSI that week, just yeah. in case that doesn't work out. But I mean, then, I think I think they did um, they did an okay job. But what hurt what hurt the show is that the heart of the show is the interactions between these that's characters. A, well, that's the thing. It's a family. It's an and, ensemble. And, and it's, it's how family. these characters bounce off of each other directly, yeah. ping ponging uh, from each other uh, throughout every episode, and just having. And it, it's not like every episode in this this season was terrible, but like some characters just can't. Um, sustain, they can't sustain a whole, a whole episode. episode. Like Lindsay Bluth, 
Yeah. Her whole, her whole point of her character is that she's greedy. Yeah. And she gets she dates uh, stupid boyfriends. Yeah. And that really can't sustain like two solo episodes by itself. But then Even oddly like, there were George... characters that were like, I'm surprised this episode is as great as it is. Like I loved the maybe episode. Oh yeah. And I loved the the um oh, uh, Buster episode. She's the one character who looks better now than she yeah, used she to. Does. She lost a little bit of. I hate, I hate hammering on anyone's looks or anything, especially a lady. But I was like, oh, what's up? Alia Shawkat was always cute. I don't know, but she lost enough weight for boobs. Smaller. Oh, I'm so sorry, Bill. But I, watching that episode, I was truly holding a boner funeral. As uh, Ali Shawkat was always cute, and she has turned into a very attractive young woman. Yes, she has. And Doesn't I forgot how much I like her voice. And boots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. damn. Damn. Ali Shawkat. <laughs> she your third? Damn. Maybe. Yeah. No, I just wanted to read. Any number of ladylike book club selections to be over the top phone. Isn't she like 30 years old now? No. I mean, that's why she doesn't she's, look that much older, because she was already like 25 when they were filming that. She's a couple years younger than me, but not oh, is by she? much. I want to okay. say she's like 27 or 28. And Scott Pilgrim still looks like Scott Pilgrim. It's not like it's he changed Except he like, looks like he has to shave before every shot. He's got like I 5 o'clock shadow. I the joke why he ends up with a mustache. I don't know. Maybe. Um... I'm surprised all the characters, all the actors are still alive just even being on the show. Liza Minnelli, she doesn't like look any worse for her. She looks exactly the same. I, man, I feel bad for Porchy de Rossi. Everyone was flipping out about her plastic surgery. What the hell happened to her? I couldn't tell. I, I thought she just looked, I thought maybe it's been such a long time since I'd watched Arrested Development that she just looked differently than I remembered. And then I did go back and watch her and I was like, oh, yeah, actually, yeah. What did she got, have done? Her face just looks generally just more kind of leathery and more just kind of like huh. that pla- vague plastic surgery look. It's hard yeah. to, to, to define, but like I wasn't really paying attention. Well, you know, Ellen everyone else was. Hard. Ellen's yeah, like, Ellen's you ugly like, fucking bitch. You apple-faced motherfucker. You gotta spruce that shit <laughs> up. You start calling you Edward. <laughs> Edward James almost. What is this? But, yeah, but I guess she's had a whole history of, like, bulimia and anorexia yeah. and all kinds yeah. of issues with food. And, you know, she's she's a blonde in Hollywood yeah. who's, like, in her 30s. That haircut Horse. looks good on her, though. Short yeah. haircut. Which, because she has, Gentlemen, like, start your engines. She does cut it short, but then she also wears the red. Yeah, right she down. only, you only see for, like, two seconds. Okay, I will say this about Arrested Development. I love the last thing that happens in the whole season. Spoilers for Arrested Development. <laughs> when George Michael just punches Michael. That's the weird thing. Yeah. This, if they had never brought back Arrested Development, that would have sucked, but at least... It, it ended on such a crazy note. Yeah, yeah. Like could, I, I would have been fine if they had said, okay, that's that's where we're just leaving yeah. the characters. I like that they broke their toys so thoroughly. And this they specifically leave everyone on alert. Like, the last yeah. thing that happens in the season, you got George Michael punching out his dad. Yeah. Like, that was, and that, that's actually how the episode ends. So, whoop, that was fucking hilarious. Like, uh, the stuff with the, the sit-well wall is never... Yeah. There was a lot of stuff that was, like, I if you handed Joe me... Joe dealing with being gay. <laughs> If you handed me a gun, and if you held yeah. a gun to my head and said, Annie, what was the, what were the overarching plot lines <laughs> of Arrested Development season four? I swear to God, I just wind up Which dead. Which is funny, because so much of the show was about plot, but it was well, so Well, that was what was weird, is that the, and, and it seems like they decided, I enjoyed it, overall. I did. <sighs> yeah. And, and, sip, sip, I will sip, say sip. this, with season three, I did not like season three until I watched it a second time. Yeah. So, there's that. Well, but, that, but that's more of a basic quality thing. Uh, season four's got different structural issues and well, things like I that. Well, I think that with season four, they made a weird choice to layer in jokes that wouldn't pay off until later. Arrested like Development... Like half a dozen episodes yeah, later. Yeah, so the and, ha- and like, they always did that. They did that before. The first three but, episodes are almost nothing but, but that. But, they're jokes that don't work. They're, they're clearly jokes, but yeah. jokes 
jokes that are ineffective well, saying, you're without the, the first three episodes. You're like, you know what? This is gonna be something because so so much arbitrarily weird shit is yeah. happening. Yeah. But yeah, you don't know. Just like, well, like, oh, well. It's kind of artless. Yeah. It's like, super Lindsay's artless. Lindsay's in India, and there's this kind of. And I'm like, why is Ali Shawkat a shaman? I'm like, that's weird. And I'm like, I didn't I know. notice that Bahar pointed that out. Yeah. Well, it's like it's one of those things where it's like you know it's don't gonna pay off. Don't squeeze the like, shaman. When, that was a good. That was a good joke. What a dumbass. <laughs> okay, Jesus. I will say that Buster. Inhaling Lucille's cigarette smoke was one of the funniest sustained gags I have ever seen Buster's in my life. Buster's episode in general may have been my whole favorite. Well, that's the most physical comedy. Army. I forget how much I missed I'm back Buster. to Army. <laughs> he gets my his God. giant blindside monster hand. hand yeah. He smacks down Terry so Crews. Good. Oh, oh Terry Crews is great. And Maria Bamford. Maria Bamford. As, 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 what was her name? Duh. What is her name? Oh, God. It, Debris it's a, Debris Bardo. Debris Bardo. <laughs> when her character, they mentioned her character's name. And I was like, did I mishear that? Or is her character actually named Debris? Yeah. And I, there was a moment where they said it twice. And I was yeah. like, I, I like, just to make sure I had to Google it online. Just like, is her name really Debris? And like that, I was like, oh, my fucking God. And then for that character, like, that was the perfect. Oh, my God. I didn't realize, I knew Brian Bamford was going to be in it. I thought she was just going to have a two-second cameo. I forgot. But she's, like, the first, like, five episodes, she's all over those episodes. Oh, yeah. Especially the Tobias stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Well, yeah, they still don't know what's going on with her and Tobias at the end of the, the season and stuff. And um, Yeah, no, uh, Kirsten Wig as young uh, Lucille, she's fucking fantastic. She was great. Seth she... Rogen could eat my balls. Everybody's no reason... harshing on Seth Rogen being young. It's just, why is he even there? I think that Seth Rogen was doing a, as transparent an impression of, of Jeffrey Tambor. He doesn't as have Kristen impressions. As Kristen Wig was, well, how do you do an impression of Jeffrey Tambor? She's not, she's not, you um, pretty much have to be Jessica Jeffrey Walter. Tambor. Who has like these broad tar- you know, cartoonish gestures? She's doing all the swishy stuff, no, yeah. pursing her lips, yeah. and just like doing it's the like. It's amazing. She watched because, a lot of wrestling. Exactly, because uh, Jessica Walter is a cartoon character. Well, Seth Rogen just being Seth Rogen in a mustache. I was not as offended as everyone else was by I Seth Rogen. Like, I well, thought he was fine. I actually did think like the, those two by themselves weren't bad, but like cumulatively, so many of the, the special guest stars really did kind of distract after a while. Because it was already. They already had a structural problem where not only did you know each episode was about a specific character where the first half dozen episodes are all just setting up jokes so they're not very funny because they're just you know setting a jump setting up jokes that don't have payoffs later but then the first two thirds of every episode are just about not even about what's happening in the modern day but just catching you up with what the characters yeah. have been through in the last seven years since the show's been off the air. And so you've got time jumps even within each episode. Yeah. And so structurally, it's a little complicated to understand what's going on. And then you have special guest stars showing up every five yeah. seconds, and that's kind of distracting. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, you don't have any of the major stars really uh, connecting, really interacting with each other for most of the, their, their screen time. And so, yeah, like I said, it's not terrible. It's just... It's problematic. It's just not... Yeah. But you can see that all the problems, like, a lot of the problems are going to happen. <laughs> yeah. When it's a show that's about the relationships between people, and you can't get those people on camera at the same time. And I'm really... Uh, I'm really curious to see what happens with... Assu- assuming that they come back, and instead of doing the movie, they just do two more seasons. Man, if they couldn't tell that story clearly in, what, 22, like, 38 to 44-minute episodes, how could they tell it in a movie? That's the other weird thing, too. Every episode being a good 15 minutes longer than a normal yeah. Fox episode was kind of strange. It wasn't terrible, but, like, even I watching they it, like... been they could have been served by it being shorter. Yeah. They could have yeah. cut out some flub. There's something to be said for the rhythm of uh I will be I will episode. be that asshole Rest Development fan who complains about everything being too long, but, like... 
Where's, why is there no more Anyang? Where's Mr. <laughs> F? And blah, 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 okay, blah. And there was some, like, I thought the Mr. F joke was weak. Having Mr. F be Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> there was another thing that wasn't a joke. It was just an illusion. That's half It's an illusion, though. But it is just like, yeah. But it's still, as long as you get Mr. F. That's still yeah. crap. Yeah. No, it was. I that laughed. Don't get me wrong. But then it was things where like, they didn't do any work for that See joke. that? It's that, just the fact that they make I think the Wee BBC, yeah. that was an actual joke, you know? Well, you had to look for that, too. Did they even see that out loud? You had to look at the banner at the bottom of the, the news report and see it says on the Wee BBC. Oh, my fucking God. Um, yeah. I No, that was a good show. I'm glad, I'm glad they brought it I back. Enjoy but they, it. they are now obligated to finish the story. You can't just leave the, the characters in the lurch like they that. Did, they did. They ended season three with all the characters in the lurch. Why should this be? No, but this is very specific. No, like, I know. It's, it, if the it's show ends setup. now, it's ending in mid-sense. Whereas exactly. at least before was ending it at was the a end punch of, line. of a swear It was word. a lingering punchline, but it was a punchline. I will... I So my thing that does make me sad is that the season, the season three ended... So spectacularly breaking everything, and none of those things really well, were dealt with. It seems like with. they're going somewhere with this, with 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 like it sounds like there's a plan, yeah, for what what this the story arc is, yeah. and uh, who knows if it's going to be a movie or two more seasons. But or, they kind of they kind of but... just dropped they, their their solution to all of the lingering plot, like all the suspense that they set up at the end of season three, was they broke all their toys. They just well, a lot of it just kind of brushed by the way. Exactly, yeah, it's especially... like oh yeah, I guess maybe Andrew and Michael are married. Oh yeah, I guess Michael and they Lindsay are attracted they to each explain other. Explain how they are not married anymore. I think they're still. They never got divorced. That's what I'm saying. I think they're still the married. Only, the only the only thing from the last episode that really kind of stuck was uh, Lucille. Yeah, Lucille stealing going the boat, and that that that's that's that pretty it. much like her trial is. The that was arc. the only thing that they kind of stuck. But about. everything else is just yeah. like fucking suddenly George, uh, uh, Oscar. Uh, suddenly the, the dad is suddenly like running a commune out in the middle of the desert, yeah. and oh, I love. When he tries to photograph Sitwell's plan for the wall, yeah. he thinks it's going to be a 25-mile <laughs> wall going up. and Not a wall, but a monument to George W. Bush in yeah. space. Yeah. That's stupid. That's a dumb joke. Arrest oh, development. Well. Arrest development, ladies and gentlemen. Um, oh, dear. I, it's, you know, it's good times. I'll watch it again and maybe get the jokes this time. Uh, Mirabai Knight uh, says she loved uh, Stan Sitwell being angry at kelp. That was great. <laughs> uh, Roger Sterling's anesthetized, anesthetized, how do you say that when you use anesthesia and stuff? Anesthetized? Uh, yeah, anesthetized armadillo. That was cute when he was walking around. Was, yeah. And you get to see a guy from Mad Men walking around. Yeah. And he didn't make a big calamity out of himself. He was just like, hey, I'm Roger Sterling. How you doing? I got a beer. Um, Perfecto's adorable little face. <laughs> Perfecto. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Uh, the Twin Club? That, that was great. Was a, I like that joke. <laughs> Argyle Estero was great. I yeah, just, it, was amazing. I didn't even realize until Jushin pointed out to me, of course he's wearing an Argyle sweater. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. Fucking stupid ass show. Uh, go away, get away, stay away, Go get away, get away! God damn! <laughs> get away, get away! So oh, good. And, and like, even, um... This is my favorite part of the show, this me, 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 me. Um... Just even like Job and Michael fighting in the ball pit with the balls in the air song playing. Yeah, that's that, right. That's just show this is not the most interesting podcast we're just like i like that part i like the part like that made me part. laugh as soon as we're done recording i'm thinking about how, and half a dozen other things i was like oh man that was hilarious was, you know i enjoyed it i think if you mainline any comedy it's it's what's up with uh with uh uh ron howard's daughter having monster voice isla fisher yeah, because sometimes like she's got the husky voice, which is fine. But then sometimes when she talks, she sounds like Dikembe Mutombo. 
that giant African guy who sounds like this. She sounds like Tom Waits. I never noticed her sounding like Tom Waits. There are a couple Waits, of times though. where she like when she well, first. Well, to be fair, the sound the sound in Arrested Development was always a little spotty, but in this was super bad. Music was. It was really. Like... Tra- there were some parts where you could tell that someone literally phoned in a dub. Oh no, the dubbing stuff. No, from a production point of view, it's just like the show was kind of edited together. Like, well, they even when they were talking about the show, originally it was supposed to be ten episodes. Yeah, this is after they filmed it. They were like, okay, this is gonna be ten episodes. Oh, no, seriously? It's gonna be after episodes. they edited it, or after they filmed it, they said, t- and wow. they're like, oh, well, maybe it's gonna be fifteen. They so must obviously, have in editing, and this yeah. still every episode wound up being being like thirty five minutes long. So in Jesus. editing, they must have been like, oh my god, we can't make this fit. I wonder and if so they decided the, the so whole hectic. each episode being a character thing after filming it. No, supposedly it was written that way. Oh, okay. and I, if you look back, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can see it would That's be hard true. to. Yeah. Although like I the would family love to see. And stuff. I would love yeah. to see somebody. Ed- Someone's gonna do it. We're gonna re-edit this whole <laughs> season nerd. where it's gonna be an eight-hour movie where yeah. everything's kind of like sequential and yeah. yeah. That that that'll be amazing to see. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So yeah, I had a good time watching it. It was, you know, what in the very least it was worth the $7.99 I had to pay for Netflix this month. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, what Netflix stock dropped by six yeah. points because of well it was weird the and, like, reaction. someone did point out that any hardcore rest of development fan fan who might be lured to netflix just has to do a 30-day free trial watch the new season and oh that's a good point i, I forgot they even had a free trial i wonder if they were thinking about getting rid of that just for, for <laughs> just for rest development yeah. that's the downside of designing <laughs> things to be mainline my friend yeah Arrested yeah. Development. Yeah, it's back. I'm happy. It was a good use of my 12 hours that I wasn't otherwise using because I was on my back. Very sick and disease. Yeah. <laughs> so what else did you do this week? Uh, my sister texted me today, adorably. What, She's what getting with married her in October. No. She's getting married in October. My husband, my husband, my husband. she texted me to say, uh, not to be Bridezilla, but have you figured out my bachelorette party? My sister Asked me to be her maid of honor, and also asked her best friend since the first grade to be her maid of honor. So we're co-maids of honor. Yeah. Which really means that Maddie, her best friend since first grade, is going to run most of the show, and I'm going to help from afar as much as I can. But anyway, Katie's like, yeah, uh, not to be Bridezilla, but uh, am I going to have a bachelorette party or what? So I'm like, of course you're going to have a bachelorette party. I've been talking to Maddie about it. Hey, what's Maddie's phone number? Who you should get? Hot cops. (laughs) So I text Maddie, I'm like, oh, uh, so what the fuck are we going to do for Katie's bachelorette party? Maddie goes, I have no idea. So I'm going to mind my sister for information. I genuinely don't know what to do for my little sister's bachelorette party. I have no clue. Well, that be a stripper, right? Not necessarily. I don't or know is, if I... Is, is there strippers for boys in this town? Or st- boy stripper town club? What am I saying? <laughs> no, I'm like a chippendale. Male males. strippers? Yeah, male strippers. Bill, is that a thing in town? It's Texas. Of course there are male strippers There's somewhere. The... Right by... Bill, Bill, she lives in Texas. What? My sister. Oh, you have to do this bachelorette party at her she, place? Is she going to fly to Portland to come to a bachelorette party? Is she going to fly eh, all her friends? Eh. <laughs> Bill? It's Portland. We're going to have the best strippers. We That's are, kind of our probably. thing. Strippers and donuts. I can take her to the Silverado. What's the Silverado? The Silverado, a.k.a. the Silver Dildo. Whoa. What? It's a it's a gay strip club. Actually, it may be closed by now. You need a dildo if you're gay. Well, it's, a dildo is a, is a joke. Well, it's I guess you only have two guys and you want to be penetrated in your butthole, too. Or wait, no. Guys only have one hole down there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at gay math. 
So anyway, oh. I have decided I genuinely don't know what to do with my sister's bachelorette party. So any boy hottie listeners who arranged or had bachelorette parties, please uh, send us a message and let me know. Use our contact form. But I have decided that I'm going to send my sister, my sister a, uh, a video because I'm not going to be able oh, to go. Oh, no, yeah. So I'm going to send the, her a sex advice party? video. Yep. I'm going to send her a video of sex not? advice. Is it going to be like a week before it? the wedding or what? I don't know. I'm figuring out right now. Yeah, I'm totally going to send her a sex advice video. Because who better to advise her on her married relations than her lesbian older sister? What's the video going to contain like? You're not going to be allowed to see it. I know, but like what kind of like... I don't know. I'm trying to decide if it's going to be a joke or actual advice or both. I think it's going to be both. Yeah. At the same time. Keggles. I should make one for for her and one for Carson. <laughs> Actually, Actually, I totally, I totally should. If they want to because I probably notes, I have more advice for Carson than I do for Katie. Well, that's what we're asking about Katie because, yeah, exactly. It's not like... So I've got some advice for Katie, too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Oh, man, I totally should make ones for both of them. Anyway, yeah, any boy hottie listeners, send me your bachelorette party ideas. Get Here, Here's nipples. the context. My sister is square. They were both virgins before they met each other. They're not super, they're not going to be people who want to have penis hats. Are they still virgins? And pe- <laughs> no. Uh, they're not going to be people who have penis gummies or anything like that. So, I don't so, know So, yeah, it's got to be kind of like, these are real people, not some They're actual freaks. humans, exactly. Yeah. So, but I just don't know. <laughs> I don't like it. I do like we grew up with not enough normal people. We have to be like, clarify, like, no, these people aren't assholes. <laughs> they're actual humans. They're, they're actual normal people. They shop at Walmart. They eat hamburgers. Give them real goddamn advice. Anyway, it's great because I, I texted Maddie, who's Katie's best friend, and I was like, so I'm going to make her a sex advice video. And uh, Maddie said, that'd be awesome and completely unwarranted. So double yes. <laughs> so thank you, Maddie, for Did your you approval. see Lucy? Oh, shit. <sighs> and he just knocked over all of my stuff. Uh, did you see Lucy Bellwood's rope? Bondage comic this week. Oh, on uh, on uh, oh joy sex toy. Yeah, I did. I, I, I think it's interesting. Erica's got a uh, our friend Erica Moen who runs a comic now called Oh Joy Sex Toy. She's an official friend of the podcast because she was actually on. Oh yeah, she's exactly. on for Disney. Uh, yeah, uh, Erica just in the last month has launched this uh, online web comic that's all about uh, reviewing sex toys and sex advice and all kinds of stuff like that. And uh, she just had her first uh, guest strip this week where it was a. Uh, uh, well, friend of the podcast and that I know her, uh, Lucy Bellwood, yeah, uh, she, uh, who is a sailor. She sails replica uh, sailing wooden sailing ships all up, up and down the west coast of the United States. Yeah, so she did, because it's all rope thing, themed, she decided to do a whole uh, uh, guest strip about rope bondage. Uh, not necessarily in a specific review, but just how to do rope bondage and stuff. I just love the fact she was like played in thematically, like, "Hey, I'm a sailor, let's do talk yeah. about rope bondage and stuff. That's a very goddamn cute little comic. It's interesting because... Uh, I was talking with Dylan about this. This must be an interesting proposition to try to rope in um, guest artists and writers for this the, her, for Erica's strip because not everyone's going to be quite so open about like, yeah, yeah, I'll review, make a comic about me fucking this potato and make a review out of it. Yeah. Or yeah, this is about, I'll, yeah, I'll talk about how I love to use these anal beads. I may do one to talk about books, like it to as a tie-in for Lady Like Book Club. I've talked to Eric about doing that. But yeah, it's like if I were going to re- review any actual toys, I would use a pseudonym. <laughs> Which Needless I guess I mean, Eric could be open to that too. But it's yeah. just it, well, my, like just from her managing this comic, that's a yeah. different proposition. Yeah, because not, not everyone wants to. Being a not everyone's cartoonist. open to mixing their brand with. Yeah. You know sex talk yeah and i'm sure there's gonna be tons of people willing to do that but in terms of like people she knows in real life it's gonna be a little more risky dylan gonna do one? i asked dylan <laughs> she just kind of looked at me like <laughs> so i was like have you met me no 
Uh, Dylan can review the best tricorn hats to wear while having sex. What's funny is that the book that I was kind of like, because Eric asked me, she's like, would you talk about a book for, for Ojoy Sex Toy? Would you? Yeah. So the book book that I would read is the one that, well, I would do one as it, because I'd want to do it as a kind of a cross promotional thing for maybe like. Would it be a romance novel? Yeah. I, and I was like, the book that... Good for schlicking. The only, well, because, dude, the romance novels, we actually are, this week on Lady Like Book Club, going to roll out a um, something we're trying to name. It's going to be either <laughs> called the Kissometer or the Scandalometer. I want to make it clear that it is not a rating and that it is a value applied to the book for its quality. Labial it dial? A, it should be like a pornog- pornometer or something, which is yeah. basically the smuttiness, or a smutometer or something like that. This is the smuttiness of the book. It should be a wet spot that gets bigger as the better it is. Just like a little dime size and then bigger... I'm trying to help. That's terrible. What? So yeah, no the the one that the book that I was like, oh, I'll review this for Erica's podcast was actually when we were recording this week's podcast. Lady like book club was like, shit, we have to read this one next. Yeah. The last book we read, um, its relationship with sex and especially with anything but vanilla sex was kind of uh, limited. And that's been a way it has been a lot of the books is that everyone's been like, kind of like, oh, like any sort of power play at all is bad and blah, 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 evil. Mm-hmm. And so Conley and Brenna rightfully were like, we've got to read a book that's actually positive about that stuff because this is silly that all yeah, these characters are yeah. things. And so Foley and I are like, shit, we have to read The Night Off, which is this book. The Night Off? That is, I forgot that Is that it about book... knights in medieval times? No, no, no. Oh, shit. It's about a lady having a night off. Oh. And I forgot, I just finished reading it last night. Actually, I forgot that it is three quarters pornography. Hard pornography, and not I'm just like, like... Oh, damn. I don't know what excerpts we're going to read. Well, that's, maybe like... that's one of the interesting things about the Lucy Bellwood strip is like, that's someone who I don't think she's ever put any kind of sexual con- con- uh, content about herself on the internet. Yeah. Now she just well, did see, a whole, why... out of the blue, said, here's a whole comic about me doing rope bondage. That is why I cannot oh, I talk tell to you, Erica. lady. You're awesome. So I can't tell Erica what? I'm not going to talk about porny books on your webcomic? Uh, the review scale <laughs> should be four erect nipples. How many people are on the podcast? Well, actually, that Three, could go up to us, eight. Actually. Yeah. yeah. No, we're gonna. It's gonna be a little kissy face, like little oh, kisses, cute, yeah. like little lips. Oh, well, move, Probably move, gonna move. be. Brenna's making that. So that's how cool. many lips? Five. It's gonna be scale one to five. No, you do four, and the first lips are you know that lips, and the other uh-huh. lips are the other lips. We're not. No, then... we're not gonna have like a. Oh, you're terrible. <laughs> yeah, I hate you. That's my job. Anyway, you... Bill, tell me What's about the my ending. Name? Dracula knows Bill Mudrin. <laughs> tell me about the ending of the West Wing. I did get my first uh, junk mail this week addressed to Lord, <laughs> Lord Vlad Dracula. <laughs> Um, oh, I got my first credit card this week. Kingdom oh, Fireworks yeah? and Fish Heads. Oh, I still have to activate it. Uh, the end of the West Wing. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the West Wing has always been one of my favorite TV shows ever since it debuted, what, like 14 years ago? Yeah. Because I think it came out like 1999. But I had only seen like the first four or five seasons, mm-hmm. pretty much up until where Aaron Sorkin left the show and maybe like maybe half a season afterwards. Just because like... Eh, it's not like a huge quality change, but you could definitely tell. Aaron Sorkin was such a huge part of the writing yeah. of the West Wing. I think every episode he either wrote or co-wrote. And so when he left, like the voice of the show changed, and I could never quite get into it. Yeah. Uh, but recently when that uh, the West Wing showed up on Netflix, I watched the first four seasons, took like a three-month break, and then dove back into the rest of the, sh- the show. Mm-hmm. And going straight from Sorkin to the not Sorkin part was less jarring, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I just finally finished the the rest of the West Wing this week. Uh, it's not that much of a huge deal because I had seen the final episode when it aired live, like when like two thousand six or whatever yeah. the hell that finally came out. And I remember being confused as hell as to why the TV show was now suddenly about all these other characters I'd never seen yeah, before. Because yeah. it's all about Jimmy Smits, yeah. who's a new uh, he, he essentially takes over as president from. Uh, Martin Sheen and Alan Alda and all these other I'm like what the hell is this like 
And I was kind of disappointed. I was, like, really bewildered when I first saw that finale. But now, having caught up, you know, watched the show organically and kind of seen the show slowly transition from being about the sitting president to yeah. Jimmy Smith's running for president, and then, uh, spoilers, he wins the election. And it's all about that transition of power and stuff. That was very cool. The West Wing's a very good show. Yeah, I think that it's... It, if you hadn't seen the prior West Wing, yeah. I think that all would have been really, really good. Oh, there's a running joke in Fringe that the West Wing is still on. Oh, really? So when, or excuse me, what, when you like go the to the universe? alternate universe, like yeah. the, there's a, I was watching an episode where the, there's a, <laughs> a Bubs from the Wire shows up as a cabbie. Oh, no. And his cab had a, an ad for the West Wing on top of his cab. Like season that had nine. To, season 12 of the West Wing. Yes. Oh, oh, oh no. Is pretty that the horrible. one where the Twin Towers are still standing? Yeah. Truly, it's the best timeline. Yeah. Well, it was the joke was is that it's like it's it's the Bioshock Infinite World because there are zeppelins and um, why are there still zeppelins? I need to. That's I need how to catch you know that it's you. different. That's like their immediate visual. God, now I have to I have to catch up with you on both Adventure Time and uh, what show were we talking about? Fringe. Fringe. I have to catch up with you on Game of Thrones and Never Mad Men in a Million Years. So sorry. <laughs> you can stop oh, you know. One. Oh, and Doctor Who. Doctor Who kids. Yeah, I miss so much with that. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, that's right. Game of Thrones uh, took off last week, so you're only you 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 got absolved by one week, but it does come back this week. Is that. it this week the end of the season? No, it's the next. That's next week. This week uh, is going to be the climax of the season, and next week's going to be like the, the residual. Fallout. Yeah, the falling action, if you will. I need to look up Brains of Castamere, the song, the lyrics. Like the national. I love that they got the national. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they're so actually going to be the band at the stuff. And Probably not. <laughs> Bill shut mouth. <laughs> It's weird because Game of Thrones, I kind of forgot. It seems like on the show they kind of forgot that there's still a war going on. Well, that's the nature of the books. See, too. I mean, granted, the like, I don't know. I was watching the most recent episode, and like, it's it's everyone's just worrying about weddings and stuff like that. And you forgot that like technically the Lannisters are still at war with the who are the guys up north? Larry, <laughs> Hubert, Rob Stark, Fernando. Yeah, and like the only time you get to see Rob Stark is when he's having sex with Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter. The nature of war back then, though, is, I mean, it's like you've got your roaming armies, and, the, well, because the whole point of Game of Thrones is not so much the war, but how war affects the little people. Oh, I know. And then like you got, you got, um, Daenerys getting all juiced up over a guy who looks like he's from, like, a fucking... I'm sad that he doesn't Sky Mall catalog. That's not the world, that's not the worst stuff in the world, but... Yeah, what the hell happened to Mad Men this week? I can't remember. Was it the drug episode? Was everyone on drugs? Oh, no, Don Draper! Spoilers for Mad Men. He has sex with his ex-wife. Oh, yeah? And then he has sex with his new wife. Ooh. He has sex with everybody. God damn that son of a bitch. He only had sex with his old wife. She got fat, but then she got skinny again. And now, now <laughs> so she's... it's okay. It's kind of sad. How's Donkey Kong Country treating I was going to say, you? I had to fire it up. Bill, tell me about Donkey Kong Country. We can pause this real quick so you can uh, play it, and then you can give us an on-the-spot review. Okay, so half an, uh, half an hour later, Annie's done playing uh, <laughs> Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong! It's so what'd you Donkey Kong! Yes, I... no, that's what, what Donkey Kong Country Returns really is. Just more Donkey Kong Country. I loved Donkey Kong back in the day for Super Nintendo. Yeah. I played it with my little sister... It was a really good time. I played with my mom. We all love that game. All three of them, actually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Wait, there were three of them? There were only two of them. There were three. Um, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong 2, Diddy, which is like what Diddy's Revenge, and then Donkey Kong 3. I can't remember what it was called. 
Yeah, it now, had they... it had like other donkey, like other Kongs. Like, you could it play had as a girl Kong well, and like this baby Kong. And... Was the girl Kong? Was she like in like she was in the second one? Because I, I played Diddy Kong. Or... I played Donkey Kong sixty four, and they had all Donkey Kong's oh, family, yeah. and they had a girl, and like yeah. they had an orangutan guy, and all yeah. kinds of stupid shit. Fucking Christ. <laughs> no, but Donkey Kong Country is really good. Um, Later on, you can start getting the whole worlds, you know, because mm-hmm. it gets broken up like Super Mario Brothers, where there's worlds, and each world is comprised of, like, six or six or seven different stages. Yeah. But it's kind of cool, because, like, there's a whole cavern world, and all the stages in that are all just minecart levels. Yeah, minecarts, Yeah, so if you love minecarts, there's yeah. a shitload of minecarts coming. Right after that is the forest stage, and it's all swinging from vine stuff. Yeah. And that's really fun. It's and... just really fun platforming. And there's all kinds of shit exploding too. and falling apart. Such from, good like, music. Yeah, that's the best part of this thing. It was all the original music. Oh, man. I'm waiting to see if there's a water level that uses that classic water level music, too. Exactly. Yeah, no, so I am letting Annie borrow my original 3DS and Donkey Kong Returns from the near future because I can't give her my XL because on a week, Animal Crossing comes out. I'm going to get bored after two days, but it's going to be fun. Every All you listeners who will play Animal Crossing need to become DS friends bill was so it gornflakes that sent us the link to the daft punk kk slider match yes. last night if you don't use this on this podcast I'm next serious. week because i'm gonna be talking about animal crossing okay. all next week fine i'm just saying it's gotta be timely this that's week fair. it's all gonna be a rest of development that's right and maybe a donkey yes Kong what else there. happened to you this week oh, oh the, the, the only other Kong the only Kong other Kong. game you and i both played this week was saints row the second uh <laughs> did you play any online multiplayer no you just played by yourself i think you've got more achievements in that game than i already it's hard that game is very grudging with its achievements did you get did you just start unlocking like unlimited weapons and stuff like that. Oh, I oh because the more diversions and stuff you do, like ambulance missions and like just random shit you find in the map, will sometimes unlock yeah. like infinite, like infinite grenades. Well, that was one of the things guns. that uh, um, uh, God bless Grumpy Turtle for cluing me in. He said you need to do insurance fraud first. Thing, yeah, because that gives you, you get infinite, infinite run. Sprint, yeah. And man, that's worth it. And he gave me a tip. But yeah, no, it's interesting to play Saints Row Two. Uh, got it because Bill and Grumpy Turtle have been playing it. Well, yeah, Grumpy Turtle, uh, he friend of the podcast, Grumpy Turtle, he just, he just bought it for me, gave it to me at Stumptown. He's like, here's your copy of Saints yeah. Row 2. Well, he said he like, he prefers it to Saints Row 3. And he's yeah. like, and so it's, it, but it's interesting to play a Saints Row game before they really firmly shook off the shackles of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Because it's more serious. It's less ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the, the narrative, at least, they're t- attempting, it's, I would say it is on par with Grand Theft Auto in that they're trying to do serious things, but then they'll drop a dumbass joke that then jars with all the serious things that are yeah. happening. Where Saints Row 3 just even got rid yeah. of the pretense Saints Row 3 serious. just shoots it to the moon is like, nope, you're gonna become mayor. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Is the new one your president? Your president! President boss! If they don't use the phrase uh. president boss, I will... <laughs> I'm sure they will. Shit. Why not? I will shit. So who's, who's your character? Uh, actually, we made uh, Olivia Dunham from French. <laughs> Yep. So it's just a blonde lady then, in a trench coat. And then I made faux Olivia, alternate Eunice <laughs> Olivia. What does she look like? Is there a difference? She dresses like, very similarly. It's a, or she, she looks very similar, but she has a red hair, reddish brown hair. Oh, and is she that tends nice to dress I can in, see that looking. Hey, what's she, up? How you doing? She tends to dress in uh, like uh, like baggy cargo pants, oh, yeah? boots, and uh, so she's a redheaded like colors. Croft. She'll wear colors a little That's more weird. than like this, these vests. It's very clever the way that they dress her. Actually. What do you think your fringe counterpart looks dressed? is like uh she's a nun probably oh no that's no fun well that's not really very alternate because that's the path i was on but i mean well, really. that's, that's the whole point yeah for some reason uh yeah she's probably none back in texas uh and that's it not able to breathe out of her face because of allergies that's eating barbecue eating barbecue 
for can the Lord. Can nuts eat barbecue? Yeah, of course they can. Okay, I don't know if there's some kind of like, you know. I mean, I, I guess theoretically there may be a some sort of... Did nuns just sleep in a dorm with other nuns with, like wearing wooden shoes and shit like medieval times? No, Bill. No. Oh. What would, you, what would your name have been if you were a nun? Because don't you have to select like a Batman name? <laughs> or can you... Would you have just been Sister Annie? Uh, that's actually a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I think you can choose... I don't know if it's different for your confirmation name. I didn't get that far along Wait, in the process. Wait, what's your confirmation name? Elizabeth. It's actually really common for um, uh, Catholics just to choose their middle name as their confirmation name because oh, technically okay. in the church, if I chose a different name, my name would have been like Anne Francine Elizabeth Ugh. as opposed to like. Why does anyone ever name themselves Anne Francine or Francis or anything like that? Yeah. Well, with Anne the Elizabeth confirmation nice name, name, with the confirmation name, name, you choose a. Well, it's a very Irish Catholic name, but uh, if you, uh, the, you, your confirmation, you choose a figure in Catholic Church history, a saint who inspires you. And who, who would you your saint been? Who would I, if I had chosen my own? Yeah. Saint. I mean, Paul honestly, Newton. I would have chosen like something like I couldn't have. I would have chosen something like Francis. Francis is my favorite saint. Well, what did he do? Crazy. Yeah. Not Saint Francis. See the one that got hung upside down? No. No. Francis of Assisi. Yeah, actually, he's a patron saint of animals. That's what all the Italians get named after. My favorite Saint Francis story is he went to the Holy Lands to try to stop the Crusades. And um, I, I the, take it that didn't work he out. He went and talked to the, uh, I think actually Saladin, I think it may yeah. have been that time. And they were very patient with him. Like, yes, they listened to him kindly and then sent him on his way because that's how you treated crazy people. <laughs> he was touched <laughs> by God, but they meant it in a touched way. Keep Jerusalem weird. Yeah, he's got, St. Francis has a lot of great stories. I went to a Franciscan elementary school too. So you have been Sister Francis? Francis? Is one of my favorite. I don't know if you, you could actually take a... I, I the, the like the the Franciscan equivalent. I'm horrified in nuns. by the idea of you as a nun. Why? Just no. There's nothing wrong with nuns. I would be it's swearing a, a lot less. Boobs. It's a waste of boobs. That's that's there's an alternate universe. Foley that is just like tearing. Like, <laughs> she doesn't know why she's sad, but she's just like I'm lonely tonight and cold. Uh, I don't know why. That's I, it. I, now I know why you're wearing a dark black blazer because now you yes, look like Olivia Bill. Dunham. That's oh yeah, of course it's my Olivia Dunham cosplay. Yeah, Bill, who would alternate universe Bill be? Uh, just me. Employed. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. A real job. Just have health insurance. I was gonna really. say have health insurance. That's gonna be my job. Blonde hair and health insurance. <laughs> um. I would be a lady. Uh-huh. Does that those work? Because you think that's the basic. In the fringe universe, everyone is the same gender. Oh, that's At least bullshit. so far, they've been the same gender. It's just been a different path. I would like to think of the, like, you're you, except you're a guy, and you have shitty facial hair like I do. I would have a beautiful beard. Are you kidding? You think so? Oh, I would have a Does luscious in your beard. Je- in your jeans? We, I, I could have a beard if I stopped <laughs> grooming. <laughs> I'd have a badass goatee. Are you kidding? I- I would have nice. I have the most. I would have the most lush vulva. Actually, the uh, men in my family tend to be able to rock really good mustaches, but not necessarily a full beard. Oh, really? Do they just my dad get rocked a really good mustache. I don't yeah. know. Actually, I never. None of them Man. actually be, adventured What's beyond the mustache. What's the a lady not shaving, and then you don't get like the scruffy feel? Because that's one of the oh, best things about Bill, being a guy is getting I scruffy. I do. Didn't you pay attention to what I just said? No, I was actually don't watching shave. the Fringe. Well, no, I pluck. But watching Fringe on Monday, I actually scratched my chin, and I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> This bristle. Wait, how much? How much? How much hair do you get? I plucked yesterday. I get the the thick, luscious Germanic Irish, how, like a couple stray hair. hairs. Do you actually get a little bit of a chin? Like well, actual? Like I get a, like do, I would do, say do, do, a do solid twenty two chin hairs. Oh, so if this would be so I've got like a teenage boy in the mirror, like squinching to help try and make it grow out more. That's what I've got. If I a left unfettered, how long? 
long? It'll get, I don't know. I always get rid of it before it gets too <laughs> well, long. Well, yeah, my alternate universe bearded Annie would be, oh my god, that's interesting. My grandma, towards the end, had, like, luscious. Like, whiskers, yeah. Like, like chin, like, yeah, whiskers. Like, like sailors. Like, and, like, a blonde mustache. So did my Aunt Mary, actually. Wow. That's a place to look forward to. Good luck, babe. Yep. Thick, <sighs> white mustache. Oh, no, Thick, white goatee. Well, then you can then twist them up and then call yourself Dario, and then you can have sex with the nearest storm. Boom. Done. Dude. Done. My cosplay. My elderly cosplay is planned <laughs> out. And right, Castle friends, Black. We're going to take a little break and come back for the Geek Week in review. How much can you do? Star Trek yet? I have not seen Star Trek. I probably won't. You were, I, what? You, I specifically I was go going see? to talk about Star Trek two weeks ago, and I was going to be like, "Here's the deal with Star Trek in the Darkness," and then you're like, "No, no, no! I'm going to watch it this week. Don't you talk about it?" I did not. Okay, we have it on tape, so maybe I did. I don't remember saying. I'm no, go you see specifically. It this week. You specifically didn't want me to talk about it. Well, because I wanted go to see know. It. I wanted to. I'll see it. I'll see what it's three dollars like in a beer. This, this Saturday, do a Star Trek in the Darkness, Fast no. and Furious double. My feature. wife has no inch. I will go see. I can tr- trick her into going to see Star uh, Fast and Furious. I cannot trick she her. She was a Trek fan. You specifically. She actually is you a Trek fan. You told me. <laughs> we, can, we need Bill's, to keep this up on the podcast. Bill's you specifically. Like I was amazed that you would want to go see Star Trek. You specifically called out the fact that Foley would want to go see it because she isn't into Star Trek. She's into Chris Pine. And by oh, the way, I'm into Chris God. Pine's beard. She, no, my wife is a Trek fan. I don't think I don't know how I can't remember how she felt you about the movie. You movie in a beer, right? Does he actually? Yeah. Are you fucking with me? Yeah, she goes yeah. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> Spock's goatee. Kirk's beer. What's this? Everybody, voice? now we're gonna do the geek week in review. Are we you talk ready? more about rest development. Just listing off jokes we like. <laughs> I like the joke where um, Ron Howard wasn't actually funny, but on camera too much. Yeah, right, he friends. was. Jesus. It's time for the Geek Week. Also, he's got review. skull face. He's always had skull face. <laughs> and I'm like, is this the kid from it's Music just, Man? <laughs> he pretty much hit puberty and got skull face. Oh, speaking of hitting puberty, did you read the article by Mara <laughs> Wilson this week? No. I have, who's Mara Wilson? Mara Wilson was the little girl from Mir- the Miracle on 34th Street remake. She was a little girl, Matilda. Oh, no. She was a little, she was a child actor. And, um, and she then, dead now? No, she hit puberty and wasn't cute anymore, and so she got acting. And, but she also got acting because she saw that it's damaging. Have you seen how Haley Joel Osment looks now? He did not. He just looks like get a retard. Puberty, kindly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is the features that make you a cute little kid yeah. don't go that's away. That's what happened to Mary Wilson. Up. That's yeah. exactly what happened to Mary Wilson. But anyway, she wrote a great article for Cracked called The Seven Reasons Why oh, no. Young Adult yeah. Stars Go Crazy. And it's great because she's a young adult star. Or you should say a young adult actor. Well, what were the reasons? Yeah, young, a uh, young actor. Oh, it was it was very clever. It's like well, you're young, you're dumb, you don't know what you're doing, you don't get to have a childhood, you don't get an education. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, but it was really Jewish well written. Is warped. It was really well written, and it was great is to Matilda have. Matilda good. Matilda's actually. Is that on Danny DeVito? Real yes, woman? I. It's directed by Danny DeVito. I really like Danny DeVito's director. Matilda and Death to Smoochie are two of my, probably in my top twenty. Death to Smoochie is Danny in my top DeVito 10. your third. <laughs> 
God, no. What? Okay, believe it or not, friends, this is the Geek Week interview. Well, okay, would you let him... Okay, you wouldn't let him fuck oh, you, God. but would you fuck Danny DeVito? <laughs> I'm gonna go on and be Geek Can that be the title of this week's podcast? Would you fuck Danny DeVito? Tim Curry suffered a major stroke while we were recording last week's podcast. How's he doing? Is he doing okay? Uh, according to Wikipedia, this was a misinformation campaign and that he actually had a stroke last July. What? And this somehow got misreported into him having a stroke last weekend, and he's been going to physical therapy for the last year. Oh, Tim Curry. That's according to Wikipedia, so who knows if that's actually true. But regardless, he has had a stroke within the last 12 calendar months. Oh, Tim Curry. Yeah, he's all erudite. And he kind of makes his living off of doing um, voiceover and stuff now, too, so hopefully that didn't fuck him up so badly, so... Man, Strokes are intense, dude. You, you usually think of, like, classy English guys as the last people having a stroke and getting fucked up by that stuff. But, yeah. Anybody like, that's kind of his whole stroke, thing. Dude. What? You and I can have a stroke right now. Stroke said... Brent makes you that fat? That was you, Bill. That was you, by the way. That oh, was yeah. you dinging. <laughs> Motherfucker. That's because I just got... I sent an email to myself saying, what? <laughs> you can get a stroke? <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like, Tim Curry, like, post-stroke Tim Curry would be kind of horrifying. Post-stroke anybody is horrifying. Have you ever met... Post-stroke Danny DeVito would just be kind of Danny DeVito I can't grumpy. even... I can't make jokes about strokes, dude. It's <sighs> fucked up and I it's know, sad. but I'm just saying. Tim Curry's all like... It's a terrible Tim Curry impression. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what he sounds like after the stroke. All he says is a buzz, a buzz, a buzz, a buzz. Blizzard has thrown out everything it had developed for its next MMO, codenamed Project Titan, and has restarted development from scratch, letting go of a third of the project's development team and pushing back the release date until at least twenty. Well, did you hear why they did this? Once they heard about Tim Curry's stroke, they're like, "What's even the point?" But then at the morning after, this... they were like, "Maybe that's maybe we're, we're but maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves." And they're like, "Oh no, we actually deleted all that shit. We can't get it back." They're like, "No, just check check the trash is this, can." Is this confirmed that this happened? Yeah, no, yeah, just, yeah they actually did come out the next day. It's like, yeah. The earliest is coming out in 2016. Can you imagine being tasked with doing the follow-up to World of Warcraft? Yeah. How do Jesus what happened? Christ. they reset development? 2016, that's three years away. They, that's a year been... after Back to the Future 2. That's <laughs> a been long working ways on, How long have and, they been working on Project Titan? Like, uh, it's been at least for two or three years now. I think it's been closer to four or five. And it wasn't even due supposed to be coming out anytime soon, but yeah. still... Like, well, also, World of Warcraft's kind of falling apart. Yeah. It's still, there are a lot of people, millions and millions and millions oh, yeah, of people It's hilarious, it's like only 8 million people but play But compared World to Warcraft. what it was, you know, it used to be As like, to like, it was 11, like 13, 12? it was yeah. at least 12 or 13 million people. Now yeah. it's only, quote unquote, only 8 million people playing yeah. World of Warcraft. But they said it, it's it's dropping off faster than it ever has before. Yeah. So in three years, who's going to be playing World of Warcraft? Yeah. Us! The boy Howdy! <laughs> standing that's supposed to no actually genuinely I keep forgetting about the whole well the thing is that who Gears wants to play Gears? World of Warcraft with like a level one Tauren Warcraft Eternal's kind of given up asking me about it <laughs> yeah oh speaking if you do if you ever do want to play uh multiplayer Saints Row 2 yeah you're gonna have to buy all the DLC which is only like $15 no I already spent $20 on the game uh because your game is no longer compatible with ours I had to buy the DLC just to play the Grumpy Turtle oh Buy you. you bought me. What did you buy me recently? I bought you the Dunwall DLC. I will buy you Saints Row 2 DLC. I, I just want to tell you because it's fun. Even if you don't play with play me, you play with Grumpy Turtle and he's fun. This is true. And he knows he knows Stillwater inside and out. Like, he could be your guided tour. <laughs> My Stillwater but he's not pushy, But he's just like, hey, do you want to do this? Why don't we go do this? What if you don't want to? We can just do whatever you want. He's totally hands off. It's the best. He does have to show me where the cowboy hat is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In the mall. Because yeah. I went looking. Well, I'm I, looking at the mall. 
I will buy you the DLC just so you can play with the Comfort Turtles, so you can find out what the cowboy hat is. In other video game news, the Yogg was released this week. The hell is the Yogg? The Yogg is the game that was uh, developed by, um, oh, I can't remember his name, but uh, Emily Carroll. Emily Carroll and dude, uh, Darian Summers, I think his name, uh, did it, were partnered up for the, uh, what was it, the Comics and Games Jam at the at TCAF last year. Hmm. And the result was this game they co-developed called the Yogg. Is it like a comic? It is a four-person multiplayer. <laughs> Jesus role-playing game so it's like team poker night <laughs> so, yes team poker night which i think is, is that, that not a four-player the name of that game but i enjoy it uh <laughs> no it's available now unfortunately only for pc is ten dollars but it was released you still haven't bought windows i i have not though this may be what does it this may be what gets me to dual boot it is the having getting being able to play emily carroll's game but did she illustrate it or she, she helped did. She did all the illustrations for it. It looks beautiful. Emily Carroll's a good enough illustrator that I could see that game being worth buying just for her yeah. illustrations. How much is it? Is it expensive? And she co-developed it. Well, it was. The pre-order was $5, but you missed that bus. So no, $10. Suck on it. You can also vote for it for st- on Steam uh, Greenlight, which if you're a kind and loving person, you will do in my name. Is there a Kickstarter? <laughs> there is not a Kickstarter. God There's damn a game it. that is out. But yeah, I really want to play it. I'm also curious to play it. I may actually go over to a friend's house and play on their PC because it is you can play with four people. What time is it? Uh, it is 8 o'clock. Wait, hold on. Is it too late? Fuck. Penny Arcade Kickstarter. Did you miss it? 18 hours to go. Oh, good. I still have a day and a half in which to uh, double again <laughs> Phil, my donation. Phil, did you actually donate? No. Even if I had donated, do you think I wouldn't cancel that and just, like, uh, transfer all those funds to the, uh, to the double How, I do think it's cute that the next tier is a uh, podcast of the Lost Worlds. That's really cute. Guys, you only have to, you only have to donate two, a quarter of a million dollars <laughs> to get a podcast With his hosted by son. an eight-year-old. <laughs> One. Oh, One episode of a podcast Christ. with my eight-year-old. Oh. You're better off just... <laughs> you know what? No, it's fine. I'll just say. You know, I was thinking we could do a a Kickstarter. For what? For Boy Howdy. Like, just for a couple hundred bucks. Ten dollars. Be sarcastic, too. reimburse me for my microphones. (laughs) We could. To pay me back for some hosting fees and maybe get a pizza. Is that the video? (laughs) Guys, we already spent this money. (laughs) Hey, guys, I'm broke. Before we cancel the podcast, we just need to return our investment. If you donate five (laughs) dollars. I'll say your name on the podcast. What are we? Yeah, what's the reward? We just threaten not to show up in people's houses well, and beat them up. The reward is we'll eat the pizza on air, which most people would say With an is a deterrent. <laughs> but anyway, oh uh, the second episode of Women vs. Tropes came out this week. This is the second part of a three-part examination of the damsel in distress trope. This time, exploring uh, the modern variations of damsel in distress, including women in the fridge, which I had never heard before. But... Have you never heard that? No, now I have a whole bunch of times. That the, well, the best parts of that episode where she. She just repeats. Yeah, where she's like, dies. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she's yeah. like, oh. Dies and you have to save your daughter. Yeah. Your wife dies and you have to save your daughter. Your wife dies and you have to save and your daughter. it goes on for like five fucking minutes. Yeah. It's, it, you know what? It's almost like that joke in the first episode of the rest of Development where they're trying to figure out who's going to vote to who. Yeah. Where that goes on for five minutes. and <laughs> Fifteen minutes. You know that joke on least favorite joke in Rest Development? That was the one moment watching Rest Development where I was like, did they fuck this up? That would have been funnier had they edited it down. That was yeah. one of those things. That goes on for like it's the first episode time. of this TV show that's come oh, back after so seven bad. years, and ten minutes of it spent and you on can people see just counting. It's one of those votes. jokes that's supposed to go on for so long that it goes from being funny but to not no, funny. No, you're just kind of sitting there going, no, it never did they fuck around. this up? But then I the would... twin aspect that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. 
But still, woof. Yeah. And the twin, but the twin joke doesn't pay off till later. No. Just, oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, woof. so. When Wars of came out, short Women in the Fridge, what's great is that, what did she say? One of the variations was Damsel in the Fridge, wasn't it? Was that what she oh, phrased words. it? Or yeah, the Fridge Damsel? So so, the soul of a lady. Yeah, for a minute there, I it's thought she meant, yeah. yeah, what I thought she meant was, were you going to rescue a woman and it turns out that she's dead? Because she alluded to that first. Yeah. And uh, she, Wait, and I was like, like that are we'll see, not as many. But I was trying to think of like, what could be a clever name for that? I'm like, what about Schrodinger's Girlfriend? <laughs> Which I'm sad can't be an action. Well, you know, TV tropes. That's you can just true. make that a trope. I should make that. I'm sure it has a better name, but I think Schrodinger's girlfriend would be a great name. You should name totally for do that. I got really excited about that. But joke. yeah, no, uh, well, the, the, the most remarkable thing about her video is that it was justifiably taken down by all the brave <laughs> men and women who don't want her to put her videos online. I like that the excuse, the, the, the legit excuse that some people have been using is like, well, she uses copyright infringing material and that she. And I'm like, well, the Nintendo the copyrighted now, thing. Yeah. But it cracks me up because I'm like, as opposed to literally every other video. Is she just going to describe the guys? You know, Super Mario Brothers? <laughs> You've seen that, right? I can't show a picture of it. I do yeah. love that she uses the example of um, Dinosaur, what is it called? Dinosaur Planet, which turned into Star Fox Adventures. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite examples, and I'm glad that she led with examples that. Examples of which? Well, Dinosaur Planet was a. There's so many things wrong with that game. I know, that, like, what, but not what the least of which, it was it was developed as a woman, a, a game about a female. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she just and then it turned, the, got turned the into the sexy wolf lady. I cannot play because there's a sketch. There's a there's a clip there's that they play. All over that game. I was gonna say sketch. <laughs> there's a, a clip from that game where he sees her frozen in the crystal, and there's oh, saxophone right. music, and it's and she, actually. I love from that she game. makes that a moment, and, yeah. and then her She's video. She's like, no, that is actually sexy. Yeah, I can see. I can see. You know. If you have a problem with Anita Sarkeesian, have a problem with her, but like, don't like try to like censor her out of hand just because you hate yeah. the fact that she's talking about video games yeah. in a way that doesn't make you happy. And I love so many people when they justify doing stuff like ganking the YouTube censorship stuff in order to keep her videos from going online. They justify it by like, oh, but all these people donated this Kickstarter. Like, there's a thousand Kickstarters that get yeah. funded every all, all the time yeah. that actually are for legitimately stupid ideas and stuff. Yeah. Why aren't you upset about that? As I just, oh my god. Ugh. Anyway, I we're, we're preaching to the choir here, but yeah, yeah just ridiculous. The, I'm curious about the next one, which will be postmodern reactions to the damn. Yeah, I wonder if all of her videos are going to take like three months to come out. Which is fine. I mean, these are she's obviously putting a lot of work in these. Oh uh, yeah, videos. I mean, they're really nicely done. Yeah, like the production values is top notch. Yeah, you can see where the money went. At least I can. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm okay. She can take her time. I'm fine. I'm sure the sheer amount of her day that's occupied with dealing with bullshit is, you know, absolutely fine. Bill, Trying to figure did out you where really she... just pick up a cigar and put it in your mouth? No. What was what was what else am I Why supposed to put? Why do you have it? a cigar? Why don't you have a cigar? I actually smoke cigars occasionally. What's Wait, your really? excuse? I smoke a cigar. Is this a good cigar? I smoke a cigar once a year on on uh, anniversary of your first orgasm. I'm not a cigar aficionado. Does that smell good? I am congested, actually. I can't smell anything. <laughs> I, I didn't occur to me until Annie, the second actually, time I took a sniff. This is like... actually a poop I found. That, is, that actually would be a great joke. <laughs> I sculpted it with a cigar for you. It's got rosemary and thyme in it. Smoke it, please. Moving on to the next point <laughs> on the Geek Week interview. The next James Bond movie may be delayed to the Skyfall director. Sam Mendes can direct the next film. He's directing theatrical versions of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and King Lear right now. Oh, I didn't know that... I hope he goes back. He's, he did a really good job with Scott. Yeah, that just announced Wait, Scott like a day or two hold ago. Hold on a second. He's doing a theatrical version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yeah, so, uh, supposedly in England right now. 
Oh, wait, um, you mean a movie of Charlie and the Chocolate No, theatrical, Factory? like a stage play Oh, a version. stage play. Theatrical. Okay. Oh, I, mean, I can see that's confusing because you think it's going to be not, a movie. Why don't you say a fucking stage play, <laughs> Did you see they're making Alice in Wonderland 2, but it's going to be like some fucking guy who directed Arliss or something? <laughs> I don't know why I'm bringing this up. <laughs> no, but yeah, so Sam Mendes. Yeah, that, that's a really smart that idea, delaying great. it for a year or two just so they can get yeah. Sam Mendes back. What Do you that? think it'll be Daniel Craig again? I don't no, if they're gonna replace guess, Daniel Craig, yeah, they have to. they're gonna do. They're gonna make they're a big hubbub out of it. This is the out. last. Yeah. Actually, but if oh man, that'd be really interesting. I mean, if the next one is the last Daniel Craig, and then he turns into the twelfth Doctor, that'd be the best. <laughs> turns into John Hurt. Yeah, because they already had the fiftieth anniversary and that's stuff. That's true. If you were gonna do it, that'd be a good time. But Daniel Craig can only do this for so much longer. And Matt He's Smith getting... becomes the next Bond, there and it's go. just circle of life. A no. bunch of X-Rare employees started releasing Let's Play videos of Conker's Bad Fur Day on YouTube, complete with slightly tipsy live commentary. Yeah, this is very cute. I don't know how this happened, but these guys are just recording themselves. Not It's not even live direct footage, which a lot of people are complaining about. It's just them with a camcorder over their shoulders, just off the off like a standard definition TV, just playing Conker's uh, Bad Fur Day on an N64. Did you ever play that game? No. It's fucking terrible. I know. I knew of it. But it's just kind of funny. It's all these surly British guys talking sh- like they can barely play their own game. They're drinking it. Like, they've got pint glasses. You can hear them tinking in the background and stuff. Just kind of slagging on their own game, slagging on Nintendo. They talk about how... Did you did you play Donkey Kong 64 when it came out? I didn't have a Nintendo 64. Um, they talk about how that game came out. It came with, like, an expansion memory pack that you could mm-hmm. slot into the Nintendo 64 that was supposed to make the graphics better. Uh-huh. They admit on the commentary for this, let's, this, this Conker's Bad Fur Day shit... That the only reason Donkey Kong 64 shipped with that memory card is because there was a bug in the game that would that they couldn't figure out how to get rid of unless you, unless they used uh, the game in conjunction with this memory pack. Oh, so they decided it was cheaper just to ship every copy of the game with this memory pack as opposed to reprinting the game. And take advantage of the memory pack that much it was just like just a way to get around this bug they couldn't figure out <laughs> it's ridiculous if true who knows that I mean, they were all drunk who knows they could have been exaggerating or something like that but yeah it was pretty surprisingly informative yeah it's like in six episodes on on youtube it's every episode's only like 15 minutes long so you're talking about only like less than two hours i'm of still not but... gonna commit to watching that much comic is bad for a day but it's funny because like i feel like it's it's like the directors and a couple of the other guys and they're also also all the same guys who did the voices in the game oh yeah and so it's kind of here because they'll like they'll start talking to their own character like oh i'm conquer and it's kind of it's just it's not that fascinating, but I thought it was worth mentioning on the podcast. Well, you don't get and to see case... much. You don't get to see much inside baseball when it comes to video games. Yeah, especially. So that's yeah. that's interesting. And this is obviously we're just recording last week because they're making fun of the Xbox One. Oh yeah. And uh, well, they, fucking Xbox One. They, they specific, well, and they, uh, they some of these guys were also part of the uh, Conker's Bad for Day remake that came out for the original Xbox. Oh yeah. And they I make a joke about, about how one of the changes they're going to make to a game. There's a part early in the game where you go to a talking gate. And they're going to change the name of the gate to Bill Gate. <laughs> Bill, why did you make a joke about Peter Molyneux's real name being Alfred Molina? What? You wrote the prize for Alfred Molina's curiosity. <laughs> you know what? The prize for Alfred Molina's curiosity is being in the Free to Call movie. <laughs> the prize for Peter Molyneux's curiosity game was that the eight-year-old Scottish kid who got to the center no! of the cube gets to be a temporary god in 22 cans next game goddess. And gets a small cut of the goddess profits while he's an in-game god. What do you think about me? People are like outraged about this. He's crazy. Well, Peter Molyneux is just hilarious. He's like, this will change 
someone. This is gonna be an ad for our next game. Yeah, it's an ad for our next game. Have they? They haven't done their Kickstarter. I mean, they would have been developing it, but they had not started their Kickstarter when Curiosity had launched. No, Curiosity came out like six months ago. And I think someone pointed out that this was a tier on the Kickstarter that no one bought. Are you serious? I, I don't know if that was a joke. But I, mean, I, saw I would that be a on bit Twitter, surprised that it was a tier on a reward tier on their Kickstarter that no one purchased. How would you feel <laughs> if Double Fine took over Fable? Okay. It made it modern day, so it's like a modern day Earthbound game. So it's still all the same mechanics, but it's yeah. like modern day, but still like. I'd love Fable indiscriminately. Oh, that's not true. Fable three. I my love got... of Fable two is so strong that I forget Fable three exists. <laughs> Because I got to thinking about between the 22 can stuff this week and the Xbox One last week, kind of thinking about, yeah, it's kind of a shame they're, you know, they couldn't come out and say, oh, yeah, by the way, we got a new Fable game. A good well, Fable game. Well, 22 cans wouldn't be developing it. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. But, like, in, there's an alternate universe where I'm a, I'm a woman watching <laughs> Peter Molyneux come out with the Xbox One saying, we're not making Fable 4 good this time. Let me put it this way. I don't think having Peter Molyneux around has anything to do with no, Fable yeah, 4 I mean, that's being what I'm a good or bad you, game. Who would you have take over Fable? Because it's just sitting there. It could be cool if someone else picked it up. Genuinely, I would want someone who is a good storyteller with a good sense of humor, but it has to be someone with a British sense of humor. Uh, and I don't know enough British devs to... to. Who's the game where you stab people with a skull mask? Dishonored. Those guys? The Arcane Studios people? Yeah. They don't know. <laughs> should, that's not fair. They have a sense Dishonored doesn't be. have, has a very, a very dry sense of humor. Mm, who does? Who's British with a dry sense of humor? Who's, who's Rare. a game developer with Rare. a sense of humor? Bad concrete, bad burning. <laughs> there you go. God anyway. Damn. They're just so, sitting there not doing anything. They're just recording Let's Play videos. What else? Uh, man, Fable 4. It's hard to fuck up Fable 4. I mean, they did a good job with Fable 3, don't get me wrong. But just make another fucking Fable <laughs> It's Fable. That's not a formula. I mean, they did. Don't get me wrong. All they really have to do is make Fable 2, but, like, have a world that's interconnected, like an open world game, yeah. rather than just, like, going through, like, little gates and And actually shit. have, like, some writing. <laughs> and, like, that's, that's all it takes to fix How about the Fable. Bioshock Studio? Um. It's not a first-person sh- uh, shooter. Yeah, what? Rational. I mean, it's not in their real house at well, all. Well, they kind of do interesting. At least they're ambitious a little bit with their storytelling and well, characters and stuff. But, but... not really. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yes, but no. Um, that's, that's I don't know why I'm suddenly turning this I into mean, a like, fable. That's not the kind of story you want to hear from Fable. You want to just have a rousing yeah. adventure with characters that you care for. That's what you want from a Fable game. Fable 2 was a step in that direction. Fable 3 falsely seemed like another step in that direction and just biffed it. So how much money do you think this guy's going to get from being a god, in-game god, who gets to make design choices for the game? That's bizarre. I have no clue. We'll see how many copies got. <laughs> yeah, he's so. an eight-year-old Scottish kid who only bought Curiosity really an hour before. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that detail. Supposedly there had been people. I, I, I was hearing somebody was talking about supposedly... Uh, you know, because I never even actually saw what the game looked like or anything like that. But you're chipping simple. on a big cube. Yeah, it's a big Supposedly, cube you... you could buy, like, pickaxes and yes, stuff. Yes, you could pay in-game. Pay extra buy. money to yeah. help whittle down that box yeah. even faster. Yeah. Why would you do that? Why, don't, that why wouldn't thing. you do it what this kid does? Why, you, why don't you wait until everything's gone and then start chipping away I at it? I think that, like, one of them was, like, $100. I think they just as an experiment had, like... Like, really expensive. You know what? If I were that guy, if I were that kid, I would be like, you know, our first choice is to give money back to everyone who spent (laughs) more than $5 on this goddamn game. I don't give a shit if Goddess comes out. You know, that's Peter Molyneux all over, though. It's like, Peter Molyneux is a dreamer that somehow gets to make his bullshit dreams, but it's the, the... 
it's always going to be and compromised again, because it's a fucking dream. Again, you know, it's a Paul Peter Molyneux game where the whole game is about this cube and you have to kill the cube. <laughs> I don't want you It's cry. so dramatic. <laughs> and the tree will grow from the ashes of the cube. Hey, everybody. Right. Okay, Bill, I don't understand what this note means. I'm going to read it and then you're going to have to explain it to me. WWE plus Flintstones <laughs> equals Space Jam for assholes. This is my what? This is this is my theory for uh, how we're gonna invent time travel. What Work does theory. world wrestling entertainment have to do with the Flintstones? And you have not had enough time to spend looking at entertainment websites on the internet or to, and or reading Entertainment Weekly. WWE World Wrestling, uh, whatever it's called, not the Federation. They said. have struck a movie deal to make a. <laughs> it's gonna be. No one knows exactly what it is. It's gonna be a wrestling Flintstones movie. A wrestling they have not said if it's gonna be animated, movie. live action. It's especially gonna be Space Jam. Bill, you know how Bill. they made a Looney Tunes basketball movie? <laughs> yes, I remember Space Jam. This is supposed to be I believe I wrestlers. could fly, Bill. But it's gonna be a Bill. Flintstones movie starring wrestlers. America has been clamoring for this. <laughs> Clamoring. Was it? Although, to be fair, wasn't Space Jam also just for assholes? <laughs> Space Jam was a terrible movie. But did it, did Space Jam make money? I think it did. I think it was I, a joke. I'm surprised. But that, I think Space Jam made money. I'm surprised the last 15 years hasn't been like every year a weird sport plus <laughs> weird cartoon. Like, shouldn't there be like, oh my fucking god, Golf and the Jetsons? Uh, fucking. Um, Ski ball. What was the name of Sailor the, Moon? What was the '80s TV show that was about? It was like Care Bears, but they were um the Huggables. The no, Huggables. Wait, the fake yes. ass. The shirt tails. The Huggables. Which one? The ultimate. An ultimate frisbee. That's what I want. Why? That joke would have been a lot funnier had it gotten out the first time. Why not uh, Space Ghost and the Ultimate Game? Hunting live people. <laughs> <laughs> That's the movie I want to see. Space Ghost, he just retires from Private Island. Just hunts, hunts living game. Live action game, but he's a, he's a badly animated cartoon guy. It's just clips from the Space Ghost Coast okay. to Coast show. All right, that's pretty good, Bill. That's and pretty it's good. all real-life celebrities. He's hunting Bobcat Goldthwait for real on an island. Oh, so my let's God. See. Space Jam uh, doesn't have its budget. Production budget does not list it. It had a domestic gross of $90 million. That had to make its a money. A foreign gross of $140 million. Oh, that made its money so back. So worldwide, $230 million. Oh, my God. What do you think kept Michael Jordan in... What does Michael Jordan like? 1996. Oh, Sneakers. my God. Do you... The only, the only joke Twitter I follow is a fake Michael Jordan Twitter. I've seen some of that shit where Where it's... he just tweets it, like, Taco Bell, like, why don't you sell hot dogs? <laughs> So good. If you want to see, like, anyway. who are some wrestlers? <laughs> the only, I swear to God, the only wrestler I know is The Rock used to be wrestler, and isn't there one called Preparation H? <laughs> isn't you there one what? called, or Triple H? <laughs> What's the most ghetto cartoon of his in history? What's the most ghetto, like, C-string bullshit? Uh, Rocket Robin Hood, I would argue. So what, WWF needs to come back. <laughs> the World Wildlife Federation. Federation. Rocket Robin. Does that actually involve a Robin bird? No, it's Rocket Robin Hood. It's Robin Hood well, in space. Well, he's, 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 he's fighting robot lawmen to save It's not quite nature. one of those cartoons where there's a still character and then a human mouth moves. <laughs> but the it's clutch cargo close. kind of style, yeah. Pretty close. God damn. 
So yes, a Kickstarter. Speaking of Kickstarters, this week Double Fine launched another Kickstarter for Massive Chalice. Yeah. So Andy and I, we watched the video right before the recording, really and he's like, "Oh, that's really cute. I ain't gonna buy it, but that's really cute. I will donate to it just because I love Ki- Double Fine. I'll put money in their. You just can put it, like a no dollar in. You're not no gonna worry about getting the game. game. I have no interest in this game. Mm. If I can play it on DS. I don't want to play this show on my Mac. So desktop. yeah, um, uh, Massive Chalice is a multi-generation or generational turn-based strategy game where you are an immortal king and your warriors live and die. But before they die, hopefully they have love, offspring. Yeah, I love that it's a military strategy game with time as an element. Yeah, yeah, and where permadeath is planned. They specifically called out like Final Fantasy Tactics and other games yeah. like this that and, it's yeah. supposed to be like ex- yeah, with with uh, turn-based combat like similar to X-Pro. military sim. But yeah, yeah, you have to worry about creating lineages, you know, because like you. If, if you breed an ultimate hero, like, you want to be able to, like, you have to decide whether or not you're going to use that hero in combat and risk him getting killed, or if you retire him early so he'll just fuck a whole bunch of people and get make babies and continue yeah. his lineage. Yeah, it's no, a that, cute that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure curious. it's all going to be very cute. And... Yeah. It's it's double fine. That'll be great. But anyway, yeah, And yeah. It's, it's being designed by the same guy who did Trash Trumpets. What Trenched was it called? slash Iron Brigade. Yeah. He was also a programmer on Psychonauts and, um, uh, uh, designer on uh, Brutal Legend. Yeah, I was really, I was really surprised to Brad see so Miller. many people were so upset that, by the fact that Kickstarter is launching another Double, Double Fine. Fine. Well, it's the same thing that. Uh, uh, Which I can understand if you don't understand how video games work. Yeah. Well, it's like but... was it Project in or uh, what's his, in Exile Entertainment did Wasteland and then launched um, uh, Project uh, uh, Torment. Yeah. You know, but, but it's, it's a. It's but a yeah. Double Fine's been really transparent about the development oh, of Broken Age. It's coming out by the end of the year. Yeah. It's, and you need like I could I could see being grumpy if you don't know how good the game is going to be. You know, you're not quite sure like without being able to judge f- uh, firsthand what the quality of the first Kickstarter game would yeah. be like. It's a little bit questionable to blindly just like fund their next game. Although you could say that like you could say that again with their first Kickstarter game. But, it's all right. Also, you never know what they are get. an at least an established studio with yeah. an established history. You know of games. the game's gonna come out. Unless yeah. unless unless a flood wipes out their studio, that game's like the yeah, massive chalice is gonna come out someday. Who knows if it's gonna be any good it's or not. It's just interesting you know that what? they they, they're, they're, joking... they're they're pushing towards being entirely independent. Yeah. I think now officially all the games well, they yeah. uh, they have in the pipeline are independent. I posited games. on Twitter, I was like, is does this mean that everything that Double Fine's working on is kickstarter funded and i so a couple of people point out you know they've got a couple other projects but oh, yeah. like they're big like big 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 projects right now are broken age yeah and i mean that's the only announced projects they have that they're working on but they're no longer working in the cave they put that out yeah you know and our, it, obviously they're still looking at this it's and, and they are going to be working on something on xbox or excuse me um no they came out and said playstation 4 and playstation 4 they haven't they you don't have to go through a publisher yeah so, yeah, they don't necessarily... Our official pronostication is the game will come out. It will be cute. It will be funny. Be kind of funky playing-wise, <laughs> but still, but not I so much that you don't want to play. I am not going to make any of these comments on record. <laughs> I'm just saying, every Double Fine game is like a, a, a hilarious sandwich made by someone who doesn't know how to make sandwiches <laughs> super well. <laughs> I the bed. love Costume one. Quest unequivocally. Brutal Legend, I really like all of the third-person action elements of Brutal Legends. Psychonauts is a great platformer until you get to the meat circus. Stacking yeah. was great. There. I didn't play Trenched. Um... <laughs> you liked Brutal love... Legend enough, you got past the spider part that was really yeah. early in the game. I loved Brutal Legend. It's a shame there's a real-time that? strategy game in there, yes. 
Really? My favorite thing about Brutal Legend is at the end of the game, you have the option for infinite makeouts. That's my favorite feature in Brutal Legend. You can go and um, uh, make out with, uh, what's her name, Ophelia? Is that her name? You can go make out with her infinitely. Like, you just go and press the A button to kiss, and then That's pretty if you don't cute. back out of it, you will kiss forever. I but love yeah, that. But yeah, that's more double fine. There's nothing wrong fine. in the world. I yeah. want double fine to be success and find their own way and be able to make their own fucking games. Mm-hmm. That's only a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, God bless them. Mm-hmm. Who published the Connect um, games? Were they Microsoft published? Like, Double Fine Action Theater. That's a good question. I kind of sworn it was, like, a third-party company, like Namco or somebody like that. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because was their I last think it may have been a Microsoft published game. Was their last non-Kickstarter game, was that the, the, the Monster Connect game? No, it was The Cave. Oh, you mean, like, an oh, actual... Oh, that's right. I forgot about The Cave. And that, I think it was published by Sega. But that's a good question. Yeah, like, the... Uh, I think the... Yeah, the Sega... I wonder if they might be doing, a, like, a, like a, a more HD version of that for, like, the next Connect. Because that was a game that, like... The Cave? No, not the cave. The goddamn Cookie Monster game. Oh. Or, like, whatever they've well, been doing. Where it's the, the random Sesame bullshit. Street, Sesame Street went on another route to do a different... Uh, they they have, like, Sesame Street Connect. like, a separate Sesame Street. That's Street. not Double Fine? That's not Double Fine. So. But I could see, like, what if you republish that now that the next Xbox is going to have Connect mandatory? Like, it's going to be built in larger audience. I don't but... think they'd ever... They're not going to go back and republish any old, yeah. any old Connect games. No downloadable, easily downloadable software. Just put, just put, just pour it around. Quick and dirty. <laughs> That's very easy to say. Yeah. So, local Portlanders, listen up. Portland is going to have a Pete's Fest. What? Pete and Pete reunion on June 28th at the Hollywood Theater. Both Pete's and Artie, the strongest man in the world. <laughs> including, I've I think... I've never seen the show, but I've seen clips of Artie. Seen? Oh, man, Artie is oh, the best part. Pete, Pete shit goes way over my head. That's because I was, like, in college when this shit came out. That was when, ironically, you probably would have appreciated Pete. Pete. My family no, was not big on No, I'm not but I'm just saying I was distracted by stuff. My yeah. dad, to this day, will do Artie impressions. To this day. Are you going to go to this? I don't know. Probably. Is this a Kickstarter? No, no, no. It is oh, an event at thing. the Hollywood Theater. There have been... Wait, who's there was this together? one in 2010 and one in 2012... And, or should be one in 2010 and one in 2011, but this will be the first one in the Pacific Northwest. We'll have both Oh, Pete's this is a Artie. predetermined thing that's oh, like it's a happening. Thing. It's on the 28th. It's not a Kickstarter thing. Where does Pete and takes place? Uh, oh. Oh, no. What's the name of the town? Shit. <laughs> Crab Scouts. God damn it. What's the name of the town in Pete? Where does, uh, uh, what's the dog show called? Wishbone? Wishbone. Where's that take place? I'm failing. Obviously, Texas, because I have <laughs> well, It is in Texas, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Pete Fest. What are, Pete, clear what are Pete's last names? For June 28th. How do you tell which Pete is which? God damn it, Phil. When you're Little writing Pete, a, Big Pete. When you're writing a Pete and Pete Little fanfic. Pete has a tattoo of. God damn it, what's her name? Tulip? <laughs> Tulip? Is that the name of his tattoo? Oh it's my a pit up girl on his forearm. Uh, which of the three Rugrats on your top three? <laughs> Um, uh, Chucky as played by Alia Shawkat in the Funnier Die Rugrats sketch. What? They're at an answer for that, Bill. Wow. Uh, the what? No, the, uh, Funnier Die did a weird oh, Rugrats yeah. sketch and Alia Shawkat played Chucky. That was the funniest joke in it for me. Hannibal, thank the Lord, got renewed for a second season, a 13-episode season, which serves me fine. I think uh, Hannibal will be served well by having a compressed timeline. Hannibal will be served well. <laughs> I can't even think of a... When was the, joke. So the joke I made in this note, and it's I want to say it out loud. When was the last time Brian Fuller got a second season of anything? Dead Like Me got two seasons. Probably oh, wait, since uh, he, when um, he was working on Star Trek. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, the Pie Show got two seasons, didn't it? 
Oh yeah, no, that's right. Did he get three? I don't think he got three. I think barely he got two. scraped by the yeah. two. Yeah, barely. And I think two. even barely on this that set. <laughs> I remember watching the second season of Pushing Daisies, and yeah, it was like you have to wait six cool. weeks between each every and like 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 you like the next episode would be aired against like like. Major League Baseball on like Sunday yeah. at noon. It totally got the shot. And the time next slot. episode would be three weeks later in the middle of like Thursday night. At least then, Hannibal uh, has been consistent. They they like actually tried. Wise? Well, both quality and in time slot. Man, I'm still so Hannibal's my favorite TV show. Yeah, they gotta Man. fix what's her name's eyes so they get bigger. But uh, seven yet. <laughs> Fuck you, Carolyn Bernard is beautiful. She's the most beautiful tiny eyed actress working in Hollywood. However, say your name, Hedy Ann Park is also hunky. Wait, who's that? Mad hunky. She's the lady on the Forensic Squad. I'm curious to see if the Forensic Squad. Not Scott has... Thompson. Wait, the only that female the Asian lady. Yeah, she's the only woman in the forensics. She squad. hot? Yeah, she's a monster hunk. You don't notice? She's a hunk. She's like a monster hunk. Yeah, I'm gonna say it a couple more times. Honk. I hope. Honk. I hope she's when Anna, Anna Clumsy comes back. When I have a stroke, I'm just gonna be able to say <laughs> honk. honk. This is gonna be the extent of my communication. When Anna Clumsy's character comes back, she's gonna be played by Buster Bluth. She's gonna have a book. <laughs> I'm excited. Hannibal's super good. I love Hannibal. It's my it's favorite TV show. It's, it's the production so value. I think it everything is else is gorgeous. It's it's gorgeously shot. Uh, the, the sound design is perfect. I mentioned the this on Twitter. The whole violent anti-hero thing on TV is kind of getting a little played out. But although you can argue with this show, the hero is not Hannibal. It's Will. Well, and, and I don't think Hannibal's going to be the villain or is the villain or what do you want to say? I don't think. What I like about the show, I don't even think there's an anti-hero. I don't think it's like you've got protagonists. You've got primary characters. See, that's usually they are their own antagonists. Yeah, exactly. They just have conflicting. Yeah, I like that it's it's uh, transparently about Will going insane. Like that's what the show's about. Yeah. Will's descending madness. How long do they can keep up with that though? See, that's my thing. They can't just go Season four, they said, would be Red Dragon. That's which what means by that said. time, like Will Graham eventually gets fucked up, and yeah. like things have to come to a head within the next season or two. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if like so. J.J. Abrams, who are we talking about? Jeffrey Tambor? Brian Fuller. Brian Fuller. He's got one more season to pull this out and, like, kind of go crazy. Man, next season might be fucked up where he's like, you know Dude, what? Dude, it's Hannibal. Hannibal. It's already fucked Hannibal up. Hannibal gets a laser cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's all kinds of crazy shit. Man, the next Next season's villain, mm. uh, the, the villain's going to be Nathan Fillion TV. and Tim Curry. Just eating each other's faces for, like, six episodes. It's going to be all kinds of crazy. Was last week the one casting. with, with uh, Tobias? No, that was the week before last. Tobias? Tobias. That was the name of the other serial killer. Oh, not Tobias Funke. No, not the You mean never the black knew. guy in the big fight. <laughs> the other, I like that there are all these qualifying factors. The other serial killer. The episode's called. You know how every episode's <laughs> in the name of, like, a, like a, of a meal Bill, thing? Uh-huh. Yeah, that episode's called it. Dark Meat. <laughs> You asked. You called down the thunder. Hate the racist you. thunder. I, I can't you. believe Arrested Development. They made a Mongolian beef joke. <laughs> I, you know, I was watching. I was like, those guys, the fully. I was like, fully. Those guys aren't Hispanic. We were watching that too. <laughs> I was like, I was like, those guys aren't Asian. Asian. <laughs> like, I think if they played on American <laughs> racism, that no one would notice. We were watching that episode, so we're kind of like. Have we just really kind of gone color like, race crazy? Like, we just can't tell Asians from the Latinos anymore? Oh, my God. Oh, then, of course, the walls end up being Chinese and the Mongolian whore. You can only hire a whore that's just the smallest. Oh, God damn, God Arrested damn. Development. 
Those last half dozen episodes are a fucking charm, Dear though. Lord. Oh, my Man. God. Anyway. Hey, everybody. This is the Boy Hattie Podcast. You can yell at us on the Twitters at Boy Hattie Podcast or BoyHattiePodcast.com. You can use the contact form there to gibber at us. Tell me what to do for my sister's bachelorette parties other than give her sex advice. Uh, email her a copy of Fast and Furious 6. <laughs> Send me. No. I will pay money to go see it this weekend. I actually should suggest to fully to go see it on Saturday. I need to go outside on Saturday. Yeah, I need to go see it, too. Yeah. So, there we go. Next week, I'm going to talk about Gina Carano and Michelle Rodriguez punching each other until they're so tired. All they oh, do man, next week's going to be a very car-centric podcast, because then also Mad Max comes out on, uh, the whole trilogy comes out on Blu-ray. Oh, really? Uh, oh, shit. Comes no, out we on don't Tuesday. need another hero. Yeah! I hope we, I hope we, people can hear next week's podcast over the sound of my chainmail rustling. <laughs> giant shoulder plates. And my boob <laughs> scoops. Fucking Mad Max. I forgot how much the first movie is almost unwatchable. No, it's it's like weird, re- like reality television where it's just when I when the when oh, like I in high school or college I can't remember which I had never seen any of the Mad Max movies. Like I'm gonna watch them, but I'm gonna watch them in order. It's about a bunch of people living in the suburbs, kind of yelling at each <laughs> other. It's like just fucked up Australia, bad day in Australia. That's yeah, like, but no one likes the Mad cops. Movie. Again, Arrested Development. I can't believe they made a joke about all these sex offenders living in this community. That, I really like the sex when a kid shows up. Uh, when Rebel Will. When yes, Rebel Alley's daughter, sh- yeah. her son shows up and goes out to the swimming pool where all the sex offenders are, and they, they're no longer legally. I like that they're all. They, the, George Michael is great because he looks like a 16 year old boy. Oi. Hey, this is me trying to wind up the podcast, believe it or not. Guys, we'll talk to y'all next week about some more crazy bullshit. Okay, it's time to take your forget me nows. <laughs> We'll see you next week.